Welcome, Defenders fans, to the Department of Defense. This is the Dodd Pod, your for the fans, by the fans source for DC Defenders discussion and around the XFL intel, guaranteed in less than 30 minutes. I'm DR. And I'm Austin. Another year, another new football league, and another podcast. More on that between now and opening week. In this episode, we're bringing you part one of the Defenders Draft Breakdown. We want to help all of our fans get to know our new team. We've done a little digging and have picked out some interesting bio bits to share, along with phase one impressions and a breakdown of our players' colleges and conferences. As always, podcasting goes best with a beer. This episode, we're drinking Robot Squirrel from Bent Top Brewing in Norfolk, Virginia. We're betting a Robot Squirrel would make an excellent defender. Austin, how's the beer? I would give this, if we're going on the untapped rating scale, which is 0 to 5, I would definitely give this a 4.25. I'm, I'm a big fan of this IPA. It's very easily drinkable and also goes well with podcasting. What, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, I actually agree 4.25 is right where I have it. Uh, looking at the untapped ratings, it's a 4.10, which is a pretty highly rated beer. Um, definitely worth a try. Uh, enjoy the robot squirrel. Yeah, we like beer. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, first big, impression, first big impression for me out of phase one, speed, 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 speed kills. Clearly, Pep was looking for speed in our offense, a little pep in our step, if you will. Um, that's the thing I'm seeing. Five players, five players with sub 4-4 four, four speed out of those first 10 selected plus Cardell. Uh, Austin, what, what's your big takeaway looking at, looking at our QB1? QB1, well, when I first saw it, it excited me because straight away, I feel like most football fans remember Cardell Jones. They know who he is. So I was like, man, Cardell Jones, I have not heard that name in a while. So I was instantly, I instantly gravitated towards it, and I was excited. I mean, he's a big boy, 6'5", 250, um, Ohio State product. So the Ohio State. So all the Buckeye fans out there, there you go. Um, also, as you also know, he won a national championship in 2014. So that right there is enough to get you excited. Um Cleveland, Ohio, coming to D.C. We also have another guy in D.C. from Ohio State. On the other side of things, we're not going to talk about that. But Ohio State fans, y'all have a lot of reason to be excited for football in Washington. Well, maybe maybe another mentor in town uh, for, for young Haskins. Um, saw today, incidentally, Kurt Warner reached out, offered to mentor Mr. Haskins. That is awesome. Uh, interesting sidebar. Uh, but Cardale, fourth-round pick. Uh, back in 2016, 139th overall. Um, he's a winner. You've got to like having a winner on your team. Absolutely. Bringing some veteran leadership, I think, to the, to the group. Um, some real wisdom. Uh, I think grew up a lot as a person at Ohio State. Um, a lot of great stories about that. And a lot of support for him uh, online this week from, from his brethren there. Um, have to be excited about our backup quarterback, too. Tyree Jackson, 6'7", 249. He was a tank. 21 years old. 21 years old, his last two years at Buffalo, 40 touchdowns, only 15 interceptions, excellent QB rating. Um, this guy ran sub 4'6", 4'5", 940. He was the MAC MVP in 2018. He has 10 and a quarter inch hands and nearly a seven foot wingspan, 6'11 and three quarters wingspan. Now, we don't talk a lot about wingspan in football. It's more of a basketball term. That's yeah, just so impressive. But still, I mean, this guy's release point has got to be incredibly high. Really going to be a tough guy to knock passes down from. Um, we don't know when we'll see him, but having a 20-year-old, one-year-old backup QB is pretty exciting. Um, we've got a great starter and a really promising backup, so I couldn't be happier at the QB position. Um, we obviously looked wide receiver early and often. 
in the first couple of rounds. What are your What are your thoughts about some of the wide receivers you saw picked up? I really like the receiving core we have. I like the speed. Um, I like Rashard Davis, our first pick of Phase One. James Madison product, five nine, buck eighty, twenty four years old, and he's also from Virginia. So we're getting more. We have quite a few local guys on the team, so that's something to be excited about. He also he's one of these guys who ran a sub four four forty, and he's also a national champion. So we got another winner. He won the two thousand seventeen. FCS National Championship with JMU. So that's speed is exciting. I like a fast wide receiver, and we got a lot of that. Um, so what do you think about another our other uh, receiver we got early from Wayne and Mary, Trey McBride? Well, I, I love the, the the Virginia flavor we've got here. Um, another speedster, four three seven speed, um, coupled with Davis. Really, really a strong duo. When you look when you look at McBride, he's a little taller, a little thicker. He may they be a guy who can go over the middle. Um, we're we're looking at, at Davis and McBride, two really really quick guys um, to to put out on the edge. It's going to be interesting to see how how Pep uses these guys, whether he whether he puts them, you know, who he puts inside, who he puts in the slot. Um, really really a lot of talent, um, but we're looking at four guys in the wide receiving core with sub four four speed, depending upon which forty time you take from McCaffrey. What what's your take on uh, Tompkins Tompkins and McCaffrey? I like Tompkins. Um, Penn State product. He is 5'11", buck 81, so seems to be another speedster from Pensacola, Florida. Another thing funny here, he ran a 4.3340, but he also claims to have ran a 4.2. What did you see on that? I, I, saw, I saw the same information out there. Um, you know, who knows? Uh, very, very fast. I think participated in some of the fastest man in the NFL yes, competition. Yes. Um, and was a runner-up there. So un- undoubtedly, incredibly, incredibly fast. I think they could have some fastest man competitions just among these guys on Absolutely. the team, which would be pretty impressive to watch. A lot of guys with a ton of experience returning punts. So I think we're going to have an electric, electric wide receiving core. Um, any you know, any little bubble screen could turn into oh, six points it's in gonna our be, It's going to be an exciting offense to watch, and Pep Hamilton has plenty of options to go with. We haven't even started talking about the running backs yet, but just the receivers alone is enough to get you excited. Yeah, McCaffrey at 6'2", 205 is really the big guy of the receiving core. McCaffrey, that name sounds super familiar. You know, well, it is. Uh, his brother Christian is uh, the running back who's maybe making a bit of a name for himself yeah. for the Panthers. That guy maybe the MVP this year um, at present point. Uh, two brothers also making their way in college football, um, but also the son of Ed McCaffrey, a pretty fortunate wide receiver in his own right. Uh, caught passes from Phil Sims, Steve Young, John Elway, um, in a really accomplished career. Uh, the McCaffrey family, uh, no shortage of athletes. Max is the eldest of the McCaffrey brothers. Um, he's Christian's older brother, though he maybe isn't quite as big a name yet. Um, we're we're excited to have him. You know, tough receiver out of Duke. Um, you know, think he'll think he'll be able to earn the hard yards, and certainly will be able to go over the middle. Um, as a part of uh, as a part of this lineup, yeah, absolutely. So that that covers our receiving core, tight ends. We got three guys that I'm really excited to see who also have some interesting stories about them. Orson Charles from University of Georgia. We have him listed as a tight end, but he also has been known to do a little bit of fullback. We didn't draft a full on fullback, so it'll be exciting to see what Pep does with him with the option of having him behind Cardale, and also. 
he set a record of the NFL Combine back in 2012. You know what that was? I, I, well, only because you told me earlier. Uh, bench press reps, right? What's, mm-hmm. what's the story there again? So in 2012, he set the record for tight ends for 35 reps of 225 pounds of bench pressing. Golly. And in that year, only one offensive lineman bench pressed more than him, and I think that was 41. So that shows right there that this dude is an absolute brick wall. So if he gets in the open field and he's running, good luck taking him down because he's also known for his speed. So and that aggressive, if a guy can bench press 225 pounds 35 times and also be fast, I mean, that's, that's a freak of nature, cool. and I'm excited to watch him play. And he's more of a veteran among this group, but yes. uh, he was a fourth-round pick. Um, 116, actually the, the earliest pick among this, this group of players. Um, we didn't mention earlier uh, Trey McBride, also a, a pick in the NFL mm-hmm. draft, seventh overall, um, uh, 245. Or excuse me, seventh overall. Seventh round, 245 overall. Excuse me. So then another tight end we got, Booby State, local product. He is from Baltimore. So what's up, DMV? Kari Lee, 6'4", 254. So interesting thing on him. He, like I said, from Baltimore, has a little bit of NFL experience, played for Houston, Chicago, Detroit, and Buffalo, but he was also a walk-on at Bowie State. You want to go? Yeah, it's a, really, it's, a, it's a fantastic story. So this, this guy, Carly Lee, is a walk-on at Bowie State. Here he is, about to play professional football, has been already with four NFL teams. Um, his college coach, his freshman year, identifying him as a walk-on, saw such potential. Uh, that's... Uh, Checking my notes here. His college coach, Damon Wilson, um, was also a tight end at Bowie State. He saw such potential in Kari that he gave him his number 86 to wear because he thought he was going to be something special. And uh, a lot of pride in that program. Proud HBCU program. Um, I know he's he's an honor uh, to his coach uh, or brings honor to his coach. I think it's just a great story of a guy walking on, working hard, now he's here. He's going to be easy to cheer for. Um, Carly, really excited about him. Yeah, and that partnering with him being a local product makes it that much easier. So the last tight end we selected in Phase 1 was Adrian Robinson out of Cincinnati. He is 6'4", 266, and he's another vet. He's the oldest player we selected in Phase 1. And he was also drafted. He was in the fourth round by the Giants back in 2012. So he started off with the Giants. He also is one of the few guys that he's received quite a big paycheck in his time in his career for the Giants. you want to go into that? Yeah, well, first, I think not only is he the oldest in Phase 1, I think he's the oldest, oldest player overall. drafted overall by us. I'd be interested to know if there are many players older drafted at all in the entire in the entire draft of the XFL. Um, but yeah, uh, he was a Giant for three full seasons, 2012 through 2015, though he was cut uh, early on in 2015. Um, but he made it through three full seasons as a Giant, $2.48 million contract, 385 k signing bonus. This is a guy who's been paid to be a professional football player. Really, I think, will bring some veteran leadership and experience. Um, was quite a speedster as a tight end with a 4-5-1-40 time coming into the NFL. That was 2012. He may not run that speed anymore, uh, but still a guy who brings a ton of experience and some expertise, most recently out of the AAF, uh, having played with Memphis. Uh, but we're, we're excited to have him, and I like that idea of having a, a veteran leader on the offense. Uh, when we talk next time about our, our defensive selections, we certainly have a veteran leader on that yes. side of the ball yes, as well. We or a couple um, on that side of the ball. 
but Adrian Robinson is certainly going to bring something uh, in that in that frame from from the offensive side. Absolutely. All right, so we have two more guys we're going to talk about here with Phase 1, and they are both running backs. We got Jarrell Presley out of New Mexico. He is 5'10", 206. He is from Newark, Delaware. So we got another guy from the local area. So he was drafted, again, out of San Diego State. He was drafted by Philly in the fourth round. He was the 132nd overall pick. And he was also the Gatorade High School Player of the Year. And um, was that national or just well, that's, Delaware? That's Pumphrey. That sorry, had, sorry, yeah, uh, got those mixed numbers. Up. Sorry. That's all right. So that's Pumphrey. Uh, Donnell Pumphrey was the was the Gatorade High School Player of the Year and was the fourth round pick out of uh, for Philly. Yeah, he um, is from North Las Vegas. He is not from Delaware. Sorry. <laughs> that is right. Uh, so you were you were looking at um, at Jarrell Presley. Presley. Yes, five ten, two oh six, twenty seven years old. He's uh, bounced around the league, Minnesota, Green Bay, Atlanta, Jacksonville, New York Giants. Uh, between 2016 and 2019, he's uh, been looking looking to secure secure a spot there. Um, he landed most recently with the Arizona Hotshots, where he led the AAF in rushing. Um, 4.38 speed, so an absolute burner, Jarrell Presley. Yeah, he's going to be fun uh, to watch. But we're, yeah, we're excited about him, fun to watch. Uh, first running back taken. Um, in the in the third round of the draft for for us, um, so back to Donnell. Back Pumphrey. to the guy that I was just so excited to talk about, I couldn't <laughs> even couldn't even wait. So yeah, Pumphrey, he is five eight, a buck eighty six. So he seems to be yet another speedster on our hands. Drafted by the Eagles, like I had already previously stated, four point four eight forty, and now he was the Gatorade High School Player of the Year, and he is also. Get this. He is the all-time rushing leader in the FBS. 6,405 yards. All-time leading rusher. So that right there. No, I can understand why you were excited. excited. That's a good pick. You see him on the draft board. I mean, this guy is the best rusher of all time if you look at it statistically. So. Jump, jump the gun talking about him. Easily could have been an early-round pick. Um, really an impressive resume. Gatorade High School Player of the Year. All-time leading rusher um, among major college football. It's hard to argue with that kind of productivity um small back um certainly that always brings questions but i think donald pumphrey's record speaks for itself yes i'm pumped to have him on the team you did there uh yeah thanks uh really really excited about it though i i am i am definitely pumped um speed kills and we've got a ton of it there's a lot to be excited about with this defenders offense couldn't couldn't begin to say enough about how excited i'm about what what pep hamilton and the, and the team around him is done uh, for the defenders early on. Easy to be a fan of the defenders at this time. A lot of football uh, left, a lot of preparations left. Looking at the makeup of our team, we wanted to give the fans out there a sense of who we drafted, where they're from. We want to bring these fan bases. We want to welcome them in. There's plenty of room here, plenty of room for activities, uh, as, <laughs> as we like to say in, in the land of Twitter. Um, but yeah, let's take a, let's take a look. Let's do a deep dive. Major conferences. What's the breakdown? So major conferences for the Power Five. We have thirteen from the Big Ten, which is the most as a conference. We have four from the Ohio State, three from Penn State, and two from Michigan and Minnesota. We also have one apiece from Maryland and Northwestern. You want to go ahead and tell us about the SEC? We do. So SEC a little bit more balanced there. We have. Two guys each from Alabama, LSU, and Kentucky, and then one apiece from Florida, Georgia, Missouri, and South Carolina. And the ACC? ACC, we have nine total. 
Georgia Tech leads the pack with two. We have one from Clemson, Duke, Louisville, Miami, NC State, Syracuse, and Carolina. And the Pac-12, we have quite a few as well. Three from Stanford, one Arizona, one Arizona State, UCLA, USC, Washington, all with one apiece. And just one, just one guy from Major Conference Big Big 12. Boomer Sumer, he is from Oklahoma, and that rounds out the Power Five. Not to forget about the other conferences because they still matter too. Right. We still have quite a few other uh, sort of major Division I guys. Um, in fact, uh, we have 7, 9, 11, 13, uh, 14 more uh, major uh, Division I guys. Um, one of those, four from the MAC, from Buffalo. Buffalo is representing the MAC very well in D.C. Including the aforementioned Tyree Jackson uh, representing Buffalo. Uh, of course, Ohio State, Cardell Jones. Um, so the most, the most common schools, Ohio State with four, Buffalo with four uh, D.C. defenders. So we should have a lot of fans uh, in Columbus and in, and in to Buffalo. It. Absolutely. So with the Mountain West, we had three. We had one from Colorado State, one from New Mexico, and one from San Diego State. The American Athletic Conference, how many do we have in there? We've got, we've got two from the American Athletic, Cincinnati and Temple, and also two from Conference USA, Marshall and UAB. And not to forget about the independents, we have two. We got Notre Dame and BYU. And last but not least in Division I, we have one Ivy League school, and that is Brown. So, shockingly enough, also on the leaderboard in terms of schools, one of 11 schools from which we have uh, two or more players. We have three players from JMU out of the CAA, and that's three of five from the CAA, which is an F- FCS conference. One more from William and Mary, one from New HBCU Towson uh, for a total of five. But five James, excuse me, three James Madison University Dukes, five CAA players. Really impressive for a small FCS conference to bring five players to our team. Uh, certainly fans of that conference. Absolutely. Absolutely fans of the JMU Dukes are going to yeah, be. I'm excited for the JMU fans. guys because there is a huge network of James Madison fans around here, as the JMU alums know. Hopefully some of y'all are listening. So we're excited to hear y'all at Aldi Field. Well, and yeah, and of course, not, not only are there three JMU guys, but the number one overall pick absolutely. in the entire XFL draft, Rashard Davis out of JMU. Uh, JMU's got to be a proud bunch right now. Uh, hopefully we'll have lots of lots of uh, new XFL fans from, from right. that window. So now in the Mountain Valley Conference, we have three total, one from Indiana State, Missouri State, and Northern Iowa. And last but not least from the Big Sky Conference, representing the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks. Yeah, yeah we have the, the Missouri Valley with three, Big Sky with one, as you said, Big South with another um, from the FCS. And then we have two Division II players, Near and dear to my own heart as a Division II athlete once upon a time. Uh, we had the Shepherd University Rams represented and the Bowie State Bulldogs, another proud HBCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got, we've got a smattering of Division Three schools as well. Division Three, and like you, Division Three is kind of special to me. My brother is a Division Three athlete, Division Three athlete right now, so it's kind of cool to see these guys make it. We got Carnegie, the Cal, Car, excuse me, the Carnegie Mellon Tartans represented. The Cortland State Red Dragons, which is a fantastic name. And also Mary Harden Baylor, who were the 2018 national champs. So we have drafted a team of national champs, which 
is a pretty good draft strategy, draft guys that win. And last but not least, Western Connecticut State, the Colonials. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty, pretty excited about the sort of diversity of the schools in the draft. Uh, it was really interesting to see as we were watching sort of you know, Twitter and the responses. We, we sent out some congratulatory words to a lot of the guys. It was, in many cases, the guys who came from the small schools who had a huge level of support. We obviously saw the Ohio State fans really, really ringing in and really showing their love for Cardell and the other Ohio State guys who we've drafted. Um, but it was the small schools, the Shepherd University Rams, the Carnegie Mellon Titans, um, and the, the Mary Harden Baylors that really jumped in with a huge amount of support um, for their guys. So just, just a shout-out to those communities. Yeah, it's for, really, really cool to see. For giving giving a lot of love to, to their players. Um, it's it's yeah, it's fun. That's what it's all about. It's why uh, small college life is is really something special. Uh, a little small plug there for small colleges. Absolutely. Well, it was fun being back here. Fun doing another podcast. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Another year. Another another pod. Um, we'll talk more about that soon. Um, but we're really excited to be back. This is the Dodd Pod. Defenders fans, welcome to the Department of Defense. Um, we're here for you. It's a podcast by fans for fans. We hope you tune in again. We'll be back very soon with more on Phase 2, Phase 3, Phase 4, Phase 5, and the upcoming season. Tune back in. Have a great night.